Welcome to iDrive SoCal, the podcast all about mobility from the automotive capital of the United States, Southern California. Tom Smith here, and this podcast is a report on Volkswagen and its push towards more crossovers SUVs, its off-road push, which kind of coincides with that. And there's a lot that can be said about it, and I'm, I'm going to cover a little bit of territory here without uh, trying to, to veer too far off-road, pun intended. But first, a quick shout-out to our dear friends out at Ontario Volkswagen in the Los Angeles suburb of Ontario, California. For all of your Volkswagen needs, that is the place to go. That's where we go for iDrive SoCal vehicle reviews. And in fact, accompanying this post or this podcast is a post on iDrive SoCal idrivesocal.com forward slash Volkswagen off-road. So we Americans have had a love affair with sport utility vehicles, SUVs, for many, many years. I'd say going back more than 20 years, uh, arguably longer than that, when you consider vehicles like the Chevrolet Suburban, which has been around for forever and ever. But so uh, let's just chunk it to, to say 2008, 2009, because I think that's about when the crossover started coming into play. And there was a few things that happened. So 08, 09, you had the Great Recession, the economy tanked, and then what, what I refer to as automotive Armageddon. So if you remember right, as the economy was tanking, Ford didn't declare bankruptcy, but went and spoke to Congress. With Chrysler and GM, Chrysler and GM did declare bankruptcy, and the Obama administration put together the whole TARP program, Troubled Asset Relief Program, and in the automotive industry, the Chrysler and General Motors was part of that recovery effort. So economy tanked, automotive Armageddon, and then gas prices are through the roof. And then as part of the TARP program or the Troubled Asset Relief Program, the Obama administration had standards for automakers that made them make more fuel-efficient vehicles. So that demand, plus the American driver's demand for SUVs and whatnot, created the crossover. I might be stretching a little bit here, but it has a lot to do with it. And the crossover is, you know, it's part truck, it's it's part SUV, it it's part minivan. I mean, hey, personally, I like minivans. Back in my single days, when I was traveling for for work, I would uh, I would get into town and and I would I would have to rent a vehicle. I would rent minivans all the time. So uh, because I, minivans are fun to drive and and you sit upright in a minivan much like you sit upright in a truck or a crossover SUV. But so at any rate, I'm swerving off the road quite a bit here and I'm, I'm going to try to get back on. But so since 0809, our American appetite for crossover, crossover SUVs has only increased and now we're getting more horsepower out of less gas in more fuel efficient motors. And that's creating even more opportunity for us here in the United States to drive 
uh, crossover SUVs that, that we like. And automakers are responding by creating, right? There used to be fewer class sizes of crossover SUVs. Now you have subcompact all the way up to what I would refer to as like the Chevy Suburban as, as a supersized or oversized SUV. But so as that pertains to Volkswagen, Volkswagen's been making some really big moves in the last couple of years. Uh, in 2018, they introduced the Atlas, which when it was introduced, it was a midsize, but I'd argue that it's a now a full size because the 2020 model lineup is going to include the Atlas Crossport. So there's the Atlas, which is going to be the biggest. I think that's going to be a full size, in my opinion. Um, they might still call it a midsize, but that's that's a seven or a three row, seven passenger, eight passenger. If you have a bench in the middle, you can have uh, three and three in the two back seats, and obviously two in the front. But the thing about the Volkswagen Atlas is that adults can fit comfortably in that third row, and you can't say that about all third three rows. So you have the Atlas uh, three row, then you have the Atlas Cross Sport, which is going to be two row, five seat. And then you have the Tiguan. And the Tiguan is a, well, it, it actually, you can't get a third row in there. That third row is for very small adults or, or kids, that, that, that very back row. But nevertheless, the, the point is Volkswagen, like all automakers, is pushing more towards a robust lineup of crossover SUVs. And the Atlas Crossport, it was displayed at the LA Auto Show to great fanfare, and it looks great. It's not quite as long as the Atlas, and as part of that, Volkswagen, I don't know what the big Baja rally, um, but it's kind of like NASCAR. They, they, they use the, an Atlas Crossport, and, uh, or they call it a, an Atlas Crossport, which is like, just like NASCAR. They, they, they call uh, a vehicle something and it's like, okay, that's nothing like what we drive on the roads, but that's what we call it in the sport and then what have you. But nevertheless, sport, no matter if it's on-road or off-road, does drive innovation and technology that eventually trickles down to the vehicles that we drive. So that is a very, very cool thing that Volkswagen's doing that. So with 2020, we're going to have the Atlas seven seat, three row or eight seat if you have a bench in the, in the second row. We're going to have the Atlas Crossport. It's going to be five seat, two row. And then we're going to also have the Tiguan. The Tiguan is definitely a compact. The Tiguan has an optional third row. So as our appetites go that way as Americans and as automakers are providing those vehicles more, auto retailers like our friends at Ontario Volkswagen are responding and really dancing up vehicles from time to time when uh, they so please. They're really dancing up some of the vehicles that they have for sale in their showroom. And they did this with the 2019 Volkswagen Atlas. And I saw it in the showroom. And I'm like, man, I want to drive that thing. That looks pretty cool. And I mean, hey, is this thing ready to be, the off-roaders call it uh, OHV, uh, off-highway vehicle? Not as it stands off the showroom floor, but it's certainly ready to go off-road more so than just a stock Atlas. Um, you have the Sparco 10-spoke uh, performance wheels and Continental off-road tires and uh, a number of things that are added on to the vehicle after they get it from the manufacturer that makes it more 
ready to go off-road. And incidentally, here in Southern California, perhaps you clicked on this podcast because you're already an off-roader and you wanted to learn a little bit more about Volkswagen off-road. But if you're not, then let me tell you, there's some insane opportunities to off-road all across Southern California. Big time, big time. And it's actually something that I've been I've been meaning to do. I know the professor, Professor Clinton Kwan, one of our reporters here at iDrive SoCal, has been wanting to do some serious off-roading. I, I'm not quite to that degree as far as uh, the, the Baja and going 80 plus miles an hour off-road. Uh, I don't even know enough about it to really speak intelligently. In fact, if you're an off-roader listening to this iDrive SoCal podcast, reach out to me, please. Tom at iDriveSoCal.com. I'd love to sync up with some some off-road enthusiasts in the Southern California area and do a story on your, your organization. So at any rate, this post on iDriveSoCal.com, it just kind of walks you through one of the available customized off-road Volkswagens that is really helping to push the trend forward that's sitting on on the showroom floor or was at Ontario Volkswagen. I'm sure the the, the Atlas is going to go real quick, but nevertheless, they can do this any any time. And there's, I mean, geez, look, Volkswagen has a ton of accessories. Uh, Ontario Volkswagen has a ton of additional accessories that that are non Volkswagen accessories, and. I mean, you can basically turn an SUV or even a pickup truck for that matter these days into a full on camper with the whole tent on top and, and the ladder to get up to the, to the tent that's over the roof. Um, again, if you're an off-roader, if you're, if you're an outdoors person, camper, you already know this and I would love to, to hear your expertise, but it's a whole category that I'm getting involved in that, that I'm getting more excited about, especially now that I'm a dad and I have a little guy. My, my son's just a little over two years old and we're going to be hitting the trails and I'm excited to do so. So it's a whole area of learning that, uh, I'm going to do and maybe you can do it with me. But, um, you know, there's tons of accessories, both for performance as well as convenience and creature comforts. They even have seat covers for, for the back seats that, that, you know, you can put a wet dog on or <laughs> a really messy kid with a, uh, a child seat over the top. Obviously you have the little caging in the back. That's that they call cargo dividers. I call it a cage, but, uh, they call it cargo dividers and, and, you know, if you're slamming around on, uh, on off-road trails and you have stuff in your back in your cargo area, obviously you don't want that stuff taking flight and, and flying into your seating compartment. So, you know, you want to contain that stuff as well, or possibly contain a very wet, dirty dog after you just uh, did a little game of fetch in a swampy area, which which I've done lots of times with uh, with Mr. Jake. So off-road Volkswagen, off-road everything is becoming more prominent. And I drive SoCal, we're looking forward to to sinking our teeth into all things off-road. And uh, I just wanted to touch base on that because it's interesting. It's an interesting thing as we push more towards the future of mobility and where everything is going with autonomous. You think about that, right? Level five autonomous, and this is a whole nother podcast, but level five autonomous is go anywhere, anytime, without any structure. Level four autonomous is 
having structure. So, so, uh, you know, that would mean like your car takes over automatically when you get into the city's grid. So that's level four. Level five is anywhere, anytime. So think about that. An electric vehicle taking you off road, touring the countryside fully autonomously. You're sitting in the back reading a book or planning what you're going to have for dinner once you get to the, once your car gets you to the campsite. Crazy stuff happening. So my thanks to uh, Ontario Volkswagen as always for uh, allowing me to have fun in their vehicles. And thank you as always for listening. Uh, if you want to learn more or, or share anything with me, please do hit me up. Again, Tom at iDriveSoCal.com is my email address. And for iDriveSoCal, I'm Tom Smith. As always, thanks for listening. This episode was engineered and edited by Bobby Flores. Howdy. Still here, huh? That's cool, but this one's pretty much done. But we have tons of additional content at our website, idrivesocal.com. If you're not listening from there already, you should definitely check it out. From there, you can subscribe to our newsletter, the podcast, or leave a note. And I'd love to hear from you, too. Here's my email, tom at idrivesocal.com. That's Tom, T-O-M, at iDrive, the letter I, drive like drive a car, SoCal like Southern California, dot com. Tom at iDriveSoCal.com. Thanks again for listening, and please reach out with whatever's on your mind.